Today, we are going to talk about fears. What is a fear? Why do we have fears? Where do they come from? And can we overcome them? Fear is something we've all experienced at some point in our lives. Small fears, big fears, they're just kind of part of our everyday life. It was literally part of my morning routine as I was doing my makeup in the mirror and there was a spider behind me. I survived, thank you. <laughs> But my husband did not come to save me. I was like, Matthew! So fears. <laughs> Spiders, for me, is one of them that I'll have to overcome. But we'll talk about that. But when I looked on, online on Google, I was like Googling fears and phobias. And these are some of them that just came up. Uh, fear of spiders. I know, that spider. I am so, oh. I know, I was trying to like move it. I was like, oh. Spiders, snakes, heights. Fear of dying, fear of the dark, fear of the number 13. That is a thing, and it's called triscophobia. And some hotels and some airlines, they generally don't have the 13th floor or the, the 13th row because people are so afraid of using the 13th floor or the 13th row in a plane because it, it's luck, especially if you're on a Friday and you're sitting in the 13th floor, you're like, I'm gone. They just literally skip it. They go to, it's the 13th floor, but it's just not called the 13th floor because people have a genuine fear of it. Um, other fears that we might have, that might be not so obvious, there might be internal fears like fear of failing, fear of not being liked, fear of missing out, fear of being known, fear of being judged, fear of being rejected, or fear of being insignificant. So today we're going to talk about fears, diamonds, and going to the gym. <laughs> so the Bible talks about fears and gives us an instructions, an instruction of not being afraid. So if you read in Isaiah, it says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The Bible is full of instructions on not to fear and not to be afraid. There are so many examples I could have chose, and that's because God wants you to not be afraid. He doesn't want you to have a life full of fears. He wants you to live freely and fearless. In Psalm 34, verse 4, we read, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. This is David. He delivered me from all my fears. Amazing. So we're going to talk about how to be delivered from all our fears this morning. So I remember a few weeks ago in an assembly, I am a maths teacher at an amazing Bradford Christian School, um, and every now and then we take assembly. So this one morning I talked about fears with my students, and I asked the students, how can we categorize uh, fears? And one very bright year nine boys, put his hand up, he said, actually, miss, I think we can put them into rational fears and irrational fears. And I thought, okay, that's pretty clever. I thought he was going to go into something else or say a silly answer like most of the time it happens, but I was like, yeah, that is very true. But then it made me think, the reality is that what is rational to me will be irrational to you and vice versa. Let me just say that again. What is rational to you will be irrational to me. And what is rational to me will be irrational to you. That is why so many times we, people, can be so unhelpful to 
understand each other. How many times have you said, or almost said, or were at the receiving end of this helpful phrase? Cheer up. <laughs> to maybe someone with depression. To maybe someone with really, really big problems. How many times have you almost said, or said this, or maybe were at the receiving end, don't worry about it, to someone with anxiety? How many times, maybe, and I don't want to like stereotype, but as a girl or as a girl afraid of spiders, you heard this, it won't hurt you. It's more afraid of you than you are of it. <laughs> and you are terrified. And in that moment, you don't know what to do because you are scared. How many times was that helpful? Oh, it's, it's more afraid of me than I'm of it. Okay, then let's go for a walk with the spider. No. <laughs> yes. By the way, my spider in the house has not been found, so when we go home, we will have to find it before we go to bed. Oh. It'll be a long night. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are meant to deal with fears, but we are meant to deal with our own fears and be full of grace and love for everyone around that is still dealing with them. We are all on different journeys, on different paths, on our journey. And learning and dealing with our fears is just in a different ways. We are meant to be restored people that restore people. But it all must be done in grace and love. What you're dealing with or what you have dealt with will be, will be similar to what someone else is dealing with. But it's not the same. Doesn't mean that you feel it the same. Doesn't mean you, you might go through the same thing, but doesn't mean it's exactly the same. So we need to learn the balance between grace and truth when we help one another. This is, this is why, as clever as it is to say rational and irrational fears, I don't think we can put them into those two categories. There are fears that are not all bad. We are meant to have some fears. In Proverbs, we read, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This is not a type of trembling fear, the same fear that I have for spiders, but it's an awe, wonder, and respect of God. This is the fear that I'm meant to have because it's the beginning of wisdom. Some fears are meant to keep you safe. Fears of jumping of a building with no ropes. Fear of touching fire. Fear of just walking into a wall. Fear of just causing pain to yourself. Fear of... I don't know, loads of fears that are meant to keep you safe because otherwise we'd all be quite hurt. And I believe that fears can actually be categorized into fears that are meant to keep you safe and fears that steal life from you. In John 10, verse 10, we read, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Fear is a thief that comes to kill and destroy. Jesus has come to give us life, which means he wants us to have a full life here on earth, on earth, not just when we go to heaven. Full life to me sounds like a free life, free of fears, free of insecurities, and free of being who you were always created to be. There are, there are fears that are stealing from us, fears that stop us from living the way God made us. Fears that stop life flowing from us to everyone around us. 
But the first step is to identify your fears, naming them and knowing there is a fear. Have you identified it? Have you named it? Have you made a decision that you don't want to live with it? Have you made a decision to do something about it? Have you decided to pay the price that it might take to deal with it? Have you decided it's going to probably take a while, it might not be a click of a finger? These are all good questions that you need to answer to yourself and to whomever you are accountable to. These, are questions, these questions are key to your freedom. They are keys to your freedom. We are not meant to have fears. We were not created with fears. We were not created to, with things that stop us living life to the full. In 2 Timothy we read, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. I was not created with a spirit of fear. Therefore, it's not from God. Nothing from him to do with fears is from him. The truth is that we all have fears that stop us at one point or another. They might be outward fear or fears on the inside, but if they steal from us, we must deal with them and we must not let it steal the life. And I think seeing the difference between a fear that keeps you safe and a fear that steals life from you is really important. For example, my instinct is to be afraid of pain, to not want it, to not look forward to it, to not cause it to myself. This, my brain tells me I'm in danger, which is a good thing because I will stop doing things, I will, do, I will stop doing something because it hurts. And I will not walk into doors and walls because I know it will hurt. My brain is amazingly designed to keep me safe. It is designed to keep me alert if it thinks I'm in danger. The fear reaction in the, starts in the brain and spreads through your body to make adjustments for the pest defense or flight reaction. The fear response starts in a region of the brain called the amygdala. And this leads to bodily changes that prepare us to become more efficient in danger. Your brain is just like, woo, shut down everything. You don't really feel hungry. You don't really feel all the other needs that are not vital because your, your brain is telling your body, okay, we're in danger. Let's do everything to save ourselves. And the brain doesn't have a logic button. Oh, this fear, it's rational. This fear is irrational. If the brain thinks you're in danger, it's doing everything to do to keep you safe. That's why you might be in front of a cliff about to fall and you will feel the same type of fear in your body the way I might feel when I see a spider. That's why it's not helpful to say things like those things to each other because the brain is just trying to keep me safe. It thinks I'm in danger and it's gonna shut down everything. The abnormal, it just releases loads of chemicals of fear and anxiety. And abnormal levels of fear and anxiety can lead to significant distress and dysfunction and limit a person's ability for success and joy of life, according to a study that I read online. That is true. I don't remember which page, but it was, it was very interesting to see what your brain does in times of fear, in times of danger. The, th the truth is that if I let that fear take over and I never go to the dentist, for example, because I'm scared of pain, because it hurts, then I'm actually letting the fear control me. I cannot survive very long without going to the dentist and taking care of my teeth because they'll fall and I won't be able to eat. And it, it's just not, not going to work. 
The difference is control. Is the fear controlling me or am I controlling it? When the fear is controlling us, we're trying to control the things and people around us. We may well not be happy when certain people act in certain ways and we may try to control them and what they do and how they say so we don't get hit on our fears. I might try to um, control what my group of friends does so we don't ever end up in a situation where there might be spiders. Everyone might be enjoying camping and I'm like, no, I'm going to control what we're actually going to do this weekend because I don't want to get hit by my fears. So my fear now is not just controlling me, it's controlling everyone around me. And everyone is like, okay, we're going to go camping, it's going to be a great time, we're going to make memories. And I'm like, okay, my brain is like, okay, ding, 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 this is not happening. So I'm starting to control them. And I might, I will manipulate the situation because I am so scared to get hit by my fear. And this is just a tiny example of an external fears. But we all know what I'm talking about in terms of trying to control so you don't get hit by that fear because you think, if I get there, it's, I'm just going to shut down. But the truth is, we don't want to be people that control other people. And we don't want to be people that let fear steal from us and from everyone around us. We want to be people that become more like Jesus, people that love one another. The Bible says there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So we need to go on this journey from fear into love. More love, less fear. Um, I remember a while ago thinking, why do I have to deal with all my fears? It doesn't really bother me if I don't ever jump off a plane because I'm scared of heights. So why do I have to deal with my fear of heights? I'm never going to jump off a plane. It doesn't bother me that I'll never visit a new place because I don't like flying. Why do I have to overcome that fear? Because I'm never going to go anywhere else. Bradford, yeah, Bradford's great. Go to Shipley, go to Solterre, never have to go to a new place. It doesn't bother me that I'll never go to uni because I'm so scared of failing. I don't have to deal with that fear because if I don't go to uni and I never have to write an essay and nobody tells, puts an F on a, one of my essays, then I don't have to deal with that fear. You might have had thoughts, thoughts like this at times. That certain fears don't need dealing with because you'll never have to deal with that or it's too much work and it's too much pain dealing with them. And you know, we can still have a nice, comfortable life if we live with them. I'm still gonna be okay if I never jump over a plane. What am I gonna miss out? On screaming for 30 seconds in London? Not much. <laughs> but, that is just like having a fake diamond. It's nice and it's shiny and it looks good and real, but there's no real substance and weight to it. It's just for the show. Living with fears, letting them control us and stealing from us becomes a shadow of a life that God wants for you. It might be nice at times, but never really doing what you are meant to be doing because of the internal and external fears. Like a fake diamond, it looks good from the outside, but not inside, it's not the real thing. A fake diamond looks and shines pretty much just like a real one. If you were not an expert, which I am not, you would not be able to tell the difference between a fake and a real. And I looked online, I kept looking at tons of pictures, like, oh, can you see which one? And I'm like, trick one, they're both real. No, they weren't. 
some trick ones were they were both fake, and I'm like, look at them shining. If you are not an expert, you have no idea. They look and they sparkle the same way. But the test comes under pressure. Under pressure, a fake diamond will scratch and break easily. It's just a piece of glass that just cannot take the pressure. The real diamond, the life that God has for you, the, God, the life that God wants you to live, a free, it's free and abundant. I don't mean it's perfect and nothing bad ever happens to you. Don't get me wrong. Things will happen. But it's a life free of insecurities and you are equipped with everything you need internally. A real diamond can handle pressure and can handle stress. It actually makes it shinier and doesn't break it. That's how a diamond becomes the beautiful rock that you might have on your hand. It, be, it becomes that through the pressure. So when a real diamond, that's when it's a test. In life, we will go to, through trials and turbulations and pressures and stress. And overcoming fears equips us to deal with those things. Overcoming my fear of heights, even though I might not ever jump from a plane, has nothing to do with the jump itself, but with the internal journey that I go when I learn to overcome that fear. There we go, let's talk about gym. So yesterday I was at the gym, and me and Ellie were working hard. And at the end, we were doing a stretch, and the guy said, okay, go against the wall and push it. So why did he ask? He was like, push and stretch. And I was like, okay, why? Am I ever going to move that wall? No. Pushing the wall is not about moving the wall, but it was about strengthening me. The more I pushed the wall, the more I, I, I felt my muscles tensing and working. If I go every day and push that wall, it will not move no matter what. Trust me, it was pretty solid. But after a while, I will be stronger. The wall will still be there, but the difference and the change will be in me. When I overcome a fear, it's not so I can go and do that thing particularly, even though it's great to have the freedom to do it, but it's about the journey itself and all the things that I have learned through it. If it terrifies me, I should do it, because then that's where it's stealing life from me. Next time, it will get easier, because I have overcome fears before. And then it will get easier and then easier because I have become stronger and not because the fears have become less. Because I have become stronger, not because the fears have become less, not because the fears have become less terrifying, not because the world has become a nice, rosy place, but because I have become stronger. I am equipped internally to deal with what comes my way. Because I pushed that wall until I was stronger, not because I care. If you worry and focus on just on the wall and moving the wall, you will not see a result. And you will miss the result on your body. It's the same with the fears. If you focus on doing it because you have to do that thing particularly, you will miss all the amazing thing that God has done inside of you through that journey. Let's read this verse again. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. God gave us everything we need to overcome the fears. All the tools, a spirit of love, a spirit of self-discipline, 
everything I need to beat my fears. Everything. I have everything I need. I can overcome the fears that are stealing from me. But the truth is that it is my fear, my thoughts, and I can overcome it. Yes, I need the tools. Yes, I need the people. Yes, I need the support. But I can do it. I need to do it. Nobody else can do it for me. I wish somebody else would do it for me, but nobody else can do it for me. I'm just going to finish with leaving these questions and looking them again. I would suggest you write them down and go back to them and answer them a week later, two weeks later, a month later. I answer these questions often, do I, about my fears. And the frustrating thing is that as soon as you deal with one, you think, whoa, and then you might find another one. But I want to encourage you that you don't have to deal with all your fears at once. I'm still dealing with the spiders. I will overcome it, but I'm still dealing with fears. When you answer these questions, you might end up with a few different answers. You can just deal with one at a time. So have you identified your fears? Have you named it? Have you made a decision that you don't want to live with it? Have you made a decision that you want to do something about it? Have you decided to pay the price that you might take to deal with it? Because it, it will cost you something. Life comes through the dying of something. So you will have to pay a price for it. And I am so grateful that we are in a place, and I can say these words in a place, where I can say, if you want to get rid of a fear, there will be at least one person that will come alongside you to help you with that fear. No many places I could say that, but in this place, if you want to answer yes to those questions, there will be at least one person that will come alongside you, on top of God coming alongside you wherever you are. So think of those questions, answer them, answer them for yourself, answer them to the person you're accountable to. Don't just answer them to yourself and then do nothing about it. Go and talk about them, vocalize them, say, keep me accountable. I want you to remind me that I said this in a month's time when I haven't done anything about it. That's, that's why we do, that's what I do. And I'm like, just remind me, because I will not do it. And then I'm giving you power to remind me and to tell me that I said I want to do this. I give you power to remind me that I said I want to live this life, that I said I want to be free. So help me when I forget. Let's listen to this song, and as we just listen to it, let God speak to you, let him just minister to you. Thank you.